Growing out your hair, no matter where it is, the top or the bottom, it's really hard. Requires a lot of patience. Even this top. That'd be weird to grow just the bottom. <laughs> it's like the what do you call that? Brazilian. <laughs> the Yeti. <laughs> the bald man. The curly. Yeah, the curly. Is it curly? Part. No, mo. The mo. The mo. What's what was? Larry. Has Larry. The, the Larry. Yeah, it's the, the Larry. Larry. <laughs> You're gonna get a Snapchat of my junk when this is over. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> With the Larry. The Larry. <laughs> there's something just there's something off about that three stooges reference that just is sacrilege, but I can't. What we need is we need three vaginas to do all of them. Sad. Oh my god, that'd be great. Like just like a side by side. <laughs> I know a photographer. <laughs> oh, You'd have to get someone to like who could comb straight comb their pubes. <laughs> and get I do have a very tiny straightener. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're back and picked our asses up off the floor. Joined by Summer and Mama Claire. This is Something Gate, episode thirty-four. Let's go. are back with something gate it's about fucking time that's right i'm jared and i'm joined by my ever awesome partner and superhero steven michael barda how you doing buddy that's me hello and we are also joined to the uh this week by mama claire herself our perennial uh show host and guest what's up bitches and of course one of our favorite guests and highest higher rated guest is uh summer cornfine how you doing hi <laughs> Welcome back, ladies. So what's new with you this week? Come on, what's going on, Steve? What, what you got going? Oh, new job, new car, same old Steve. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. sound like same old Steve. That sounds like new thing Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Well, I still feel the same. What'd so, you buy? Uh, my Subaru Legacy. Nice. You still like it? It's pretty. Yeah, it still it smells new. It's, it's comfortable. Pretty. Nice. It's comfy. I still like clean. it. Still clean? Yes. Are you Refreshing a clean car so clean guy, clean. or um, are you a, like... This is where I live. You know, when I had when I had my Grand Am, especially the first couple of years, I was like obsessively cleaning it because of my brother and my dad. Uh, as it wore on and stuff like that, I kind of lost touch with it. As uh, you know, life got in the way, and I didn't have time to spend four hours detailing it every weekend. And then I had other interests besides cars, and it just <gasps> kind of fell by the way. Oh, so sorry. I, Excuse me. Something in my throat. Quite a pop there. I wonder what it could be. (laughs) So, um, after that, um, when I got rid of that for my torrent, then I just, I never loved, uh, I never loved that car as much as I loved my Grand Am. And it showed, I think I waxed the thing like twice in the ten years that I owned it, so. (laughs) I don't think I've ever waxed a car. My legs, yes. My car, no. Based on the conversation we had earlier about hardwood and carpet. Nope, never, never had the balls to wax the carpet. That's a, that requires a special kind of woman. I thought, I thought it was shampooing. <laughs> it works either way. Oh, okay. So what's uh, what's up with summer? What's going on with you, girl? 
Uh, well, I went to C2E2 last weekend, so, woo, nice ah, stuff. That'd be a good topic for, uh, we'll get that in white and nerdy, that's a good topic. Did you have fun? I did. It was a blast. Saw a lot of cool things. Top three favorite things. Um, there was a giant Groot that you could take a picture with, as well as two giant cosplay Groots, so it was a good year for Groot. Uh, a <laughs> Groot ton, 2016. Right? A ton of different, uh, Deadpools, those were also fun to look at. Well, there's a surprise. Right? They were Shopper. everywhere, but they were clever Deadpools. Um, and I would say really awesome. I got to meet Yaya Han, who's one of my idols, so that was great. That's awesome. Anything else going on? I mean, how's the new, how's the job working out? You enjoying that? Yeah, new job's good. Uh, not being home all the time, not good, so hopefully I cannot wait to move. So. Don't die, Kenny. Crossing fingers. Um, but yeah, so once we move, things will be a lot easier, but right now I I'm bet. couch surfing. Yeah. So... That's, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're not sleeping on a couch. You at least have a bed here. That's true. I'm bed surfing. Uh, thank goodness. You have the comfiest bed by far. I'd highly recommend to stay at Casa de Samson. Five stars. Oh, by the way, remind me. I need to give you a thank you card to send to my mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we decided we're going to put a thank you card-like basket next to the bed so that people can can, send, can write thank you cards for my mom for buying the bed for that room. I will, because it is the best bed. Like, That's awesome. Like, it's so good I would move in just for that bed. Second well, for you guys. Well, no. Um, no. I might steal the bed. I'm, not gonna... I'm joking. Of course you could move in for yeah. like a week at a time. Exactly. One week at a time, Twice three a weeks in between. <laughs> I only stay one week out of the month. I know. I'm a lot to handle. Phrasing. <laughs> Claire, what's up with you, man? Uh, I have a job I like. That's, That's pretty good. amazing. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. This is this is like, this is the, like the kind of portion of our show where we're like, you know, what could happen to you today? Almost. You know? What like, could so, happen to me today? So like, not even today, but like, you know, what's what's good in your life lately, man? Um, I had an awesome time last week. We got to go out and record with um that just happened. That was awesome. That was, was a good time. Um. Uh, Adam and his lovely wife, Maria, hosted, and then Maria and Rodney's lovely wife, Sandra, um, watched our Hellions, <laughs> so we could um, Turn record. a one-hour podcast into two and a half yeah, hours. hours. Um, <laughs> they were just so wonderfully generous opening their house to us, and they're so, they're awesome people, like, and just awesome people. I did almost um, ruin their children. For life by um, bringing cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was inside uh, World War Three. But um, yeah, Rodney, uh, Rodney showed up at St. Baldrick's too. That was awesome. Yeah, shout out to Rodney, man. And I also want to give a uh, shout out to Adam for letting me borrow not only four DVDs, well, two DVDs, two Blu-rays, and he let me borrow the rest of the Irredeemable series. While I still haven't turned back into him the original set of graphic novels that he let me borrow in the first place. So he's like. Giving me out parts of the library to catch up on. So shout out to Adam. That was uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, things for me going pretty good, man. Um, been busy as hell, but it's been good. Got got back on my bicycle today. I'm gonna do bike MS this year again, June 28th. So sixth. When's your birthday? Twenty seventh. That's right. <laughs> so he asked lovingly. <laughs> no, I know what her birthday is. No, but <laughs> are you sure? Yes, I am. We've documented proof now he doesn't know your birthday. You can hold that over his head for something nice. Wah, 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 wah. Um, Unless you edit it to make it sound like yeah, you knew the birthday. Exactly. Cheers, buddy. 
Yeah, like he's really going to edit it. <laughs> I've listened to enough of your podcast. Yeah, well. <laughs> I edit very well. Imagine if I didn't edit. It'd be chaos. <laughs> Sheer and utter chaos. No, but I've been uh, really busy. You know, I started another class this semester. Um, I, I, almost, uh, I almost pulled the colossal fuck up of my master's program. And I signed up for a class in project management. Because I was like, ah, oh, I take project management, maybe I'll like dual major out of my master's degree. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, oh, I'm hemming and hawing on which class I wanted to drop. I almost dropped the class that I'm taking right now instead of project management. But project management's not part of my degree at all. So I almost kept the class that I didn't need at all and set myself back even further in my master's. So I saved that. That's that, good. That was good. Yep. And Chegg.com let me return my book, even though they sent it to me. They're like, yeah, you return it by, like, the end of April, you know, beginning of April. Like, we'll just give you a full refund. I'm like, sweet. That's nice. Awesome, yeah. Sounds like maybe you could have used that project management class, though. Yeah, right? (laughs) 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 And uh, Claire and I are going to Nashville in a couple weeks. I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Yeehaw. Pretty pretty stoked. I'm very excited about that. I really am. We're renting a house out there. It's it's a three-bedroom, right? Yeah. Three-bedroom house with a big old deck and everything. So... Right. Right, I know. Well, the thing is, we're running a scouting mission. We're running a scouting mission to see how it works out. But um, I figured with Nashville that close, if we actually decided to do, like, a thing where everybody wanted to kind of bail out of town for a couple days. Yeah, Nashville's nice. I drove through there. Uh, we stopped there briefly on our way to uh, the Rock Boat when we drove down there in 2013. Oh, nice, man, nice. So that was uh, a lot smaller of a city than I thought it would be. Yeah, uh, it's really kind of tiny. Down, like, the, like the, the happening part of Nashville is only about like, four blocks square. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Aziz Ansari took his, uh, his date there for Master of None. Yeah, that was a great series, by the way. Yeah, it was. It was a great episode. You know, Summer, for somebody that watches, used to watch at least so much Netflix and give me, like, the, you know, the inside scoop on Master of None and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I'm depressed that you haven't started Daredevil yet. I understand why you haven't. I know It's not that I haven't started. I stopped halfway through and have not picked up the rest of it. Yeah, she hasn't even finished season one yet. Yeah, I don't know if we can sit next to each other. I had to catch up on New Girl. Now now we can't sit next to Hold on. Well, here's the reason why is because... Daredevil will still be there, and I can binge watch that. But New Girl, if well, I didn't catch up, true. then no, it was going to be off. It is, but ne- the new but season Netflix started, so I have to be on mm-hmm. Netflix to catch up with my DVR. Now I only have one episode a week with New Girl to watch, and I can binge watch Daredevil. Fair enough. I will and, be caught and, up and in two yet, weeks. And yet you haven't. I'll be caught up in two weeks. I had Comic Con, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. By the way, awesome job on the. Uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that, but awesome job on your makeup. That looked awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, Steve, let's just jump right into it. What do you think, man? Let's do it. All right, so I want to start off with our newest segment of this show called TWTW. Steve, what is TWTW? Well, Jared, TWTW is something that you can't measure. You won't find it on any stat card or in any book or in any scouting report. But it's a measure of what you got on the inside. That'd be the will to win. That is correct, Steve. So the Will to Win is kind of our uh, segment where we get to talk about Chicago sports, other sports, all kinds of sports, and even personal sports. So I found out today um, how long it's been since I rode a bicycle. Because I've got my nice road bike. Uh, i got a nice Catante road bike that I use for when I'm doing the bike MS and when I'm working out and everything. And um, I went for a ride today, first one of the season. I didn't ride at all last season. And, dude, I got winded like after mile one. I was like, holy shit, this sucks. Like, I was just riding, and I felt like the wind was pushing me back, but it wasn't because it was just wind from riding the bike. I'm like, holy fuck, this is horrible. 
like that's why I like going to the gym because it's nice and you have like a nice place to go. It's out of the elements, whatever. That's fine. But like working out in a gym versus working out in the elements is, are two completely different things. You work out harder than you do in the gym. Oh, absolutely. And it was nice after I got going and finally like, you know how it is like when you're running or something after you get through that first little like, holy shit, this sucks. Why am I doing this? Good God. Can I go home and drink a beer instead? Nick Prohl. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> running is stupid. Um, after I got through that, I was pretty good. And then I went on my normal ride and everything and I felt okay, I felt okay and felt pretty good and I just kind of kept pushing. But God damn, I actually thought about that that we were recording tonight, and I'm like, I had Hawk in the back of my head going, got to dig deep, Jer. Got to dig deep. Hang a star on that one. Come on, bicycle face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just my own little personal TWTW. Um, it's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to uh, the last time I rode the Bike MS, which is a fundraiser we do for multiple sclerosis every year. Uh, Sitco puts a team together. And um, well, what I'm going to do is uh, the first year I rode, I had no training and I rode 75 miles that day. Boom. So come to find out, like I didn't know, is that that's pretty much the equivalent of doing a marathon without any training. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's fun to know. So now I know what it is and that I can do it. I can't just go do it again. I got to go, got to step it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually train harder this time. And I'm going, and it, one, that gives me a reason to get off my fat ass and get back outside and like drop some pounds, which is good because winter was rough. And it also gives me a goal. I want to do 100 miles this year. So like, wow. yeah. So I, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. But I but I have to have a goal because like I know I can do the 75 with no training. So if at least I put in some effort, I should be able to do the 100. And is it like a circuit then? Like do you do a mile of laps or yeah? Like no, how it's do you a determine the it's mileage? a circuit. Actually, it's called Tour de Farms. It's out. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so Midwest. <laughs> right, it is, and it's in DeKalb. You start, you start at NIU, you lead, and you you ride out of NIU and like ride up by Hampshire and shit like that. I mean, you ride, for, so the circuits basically end up taking you like because there's 35, 50, 75, 100, and 125 mile Jesus circuits that take you out. And then back. Wow. So it's each one, like, as so you you're got, riding. You got no choice but to finish the race. Right. Well, because what happens is, is like, you kind of get going. And then as you start your, your, your loop out, if you want to stop, if you want to do 35 miles, you cut off and head back south at this one. If you want to do 50, oh, you I cut back at the other one. You know, and it takes you different different routes. So I'm thinking, and then the 100-mile the one's kind of shitty because you get to the spot where you go to the 75 but then to do the hundred, you do like this big circle around the, around like the, these these square like country miles. So it's like it's not even like you're going further out. You're just kind of like doing another like a big lap. It's like man, that's like stupid as hell. So I'm hoping I feel pretty good when I get up there because like at that point, that's when I can go. Okay, I can do the thing that I did, or push a little harder. Nice. But it's kind of cool because like you get um you get a lot of uh, like protein bars things like that at the uh, fifty mile mark. You get a lunch where they get make you a big ass burger with like egg and everything on it. Oh, that sounds like a great idea when you got fifty miles to go. Actually, right. it's the greatest idea because like because your body is cooking, man, and it's like you get there and you don't want to eat because like you know how you start working on everything like you don't want to eat. You don't you you need those calories. You need the, you need the load to go phrasing, and um, I thought it was gonna be the worst idea ever. I'm like I don't want this, and I started eating. I'm like holy shit, I want all of this. <laughs> Do they just shove the burger in your hand while you're biting? Yeah, no, you, just, no, like, you stop. Do you grab it and just like one handed? No, no, you stop. It's cool because like there's a, there's there's about a there's a uh, like a uh, what do you want to call it a station? I'd say okay, maybe it'll be eleven to thir- eleven to fifteen miles. There's a station you can kind of stop, take a break, get a, you know get some water, Gatorade, do whatever. 
So you can kind of space it out. I mean, it's not like you're racing 100 miles or 125 miles or whatever. You, you, you can take your time and do it. Um, I think when I did my when I did my 75, it took me I think seven hours to get it knocked out. But like you have to take a break, do this and that. And the guy I was riding with, it was kind of cool having somebody to ride with. But at the same time, he wanted to break a couple more times than I did. Mm-hmm. So I think I could cut my time down. But I don't think it really matters because it's like it's actually a really nice day to do it. But I'll tell you mm-hmm. this, man. That last, because the the last trip into town, you can see NIU like from seven miles away. So you have to ride (laughs) into the wind. By the way, the normal wind blows up there like seven miles, being able to see where the hell you're going, and it sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad. Can I just call an Uber at like the five mile park? (laughs) And that's another cool thing. They actually do have the uh, they have the vans and stuff that follow you around if you blow a tire, things like that. If you need, if you're just done and you're cramped up, you need to ride back. They'll hook you up. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of uh, you know a lifetime ago when I was at officer candidate school running the. Running their trail for, uh-huh. for your daily three miles, and you at about at about two and a half miles, you gotta go up this fucking hill, and it's just up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And by the time you're at the top, you're like, "Oh my god, I want to die!" And then you see the rest of the parade ground. It's like, "Yep, gonna die." <laughs> it's like you have a half mile left. Don't die. <laughs> just get there. That's how I'm afraid I'm gonna be for Tough Mudder in May. Oh, that's right. You've got your own TWTW yeah. coming up. That's so, awesome. Um, I'm terrified uh, because I have the upper body strength of an infant, and so I'm terrified that I'm not going to be able to do anything. Um, but we've been running, fell behind a little bit, so I just went running for the first time yesterday, and it was right. it was a challenge. I was you didn't wheezing. get mugged. That's I didn't get mugged, which is great. Um, I did at all times. I was looking around, and I was like, if someone attacks me here, <laughs> how close do I have to run to like make it to a house or safety because you know you gotta I'm a have girl an escape and plan. you, you got to have an yeah. escape plan. I'm yeah, I'm a girl running alone. Like, got. I mean, I'm sure men have to do it too, but for a girl, that's like the number one thing we always think about all the time. It's like if I was attacked, where can I go? Yep, got a bail. So got a blade. Yep, <laughs> but you know it was actually really nice. I'm feeling feeling good. I half serious question actually. Oh. Like I saw, like for some, I get like really random stuff on Facebook because I do a lot of Kickstarters and. You know, things like that. And one of them was a bra that hides a shiv, so. That's awesome. So, you know, the Warrior Princess had that in, like, I don't know, second, third episode. Gabrielle buys it, puts it between her boobs, and then Xena takes it away, puts it between her boobs, and. And then they grabbed each other's boobs. Not yet. Oh, that's this this new one coming out. The new one. Yeah. You just got undercurrents. But anyways, yeah. And I always <laughs> wanted one of those after I saw it. I was like, I want a little tiny boob shiv. That'd be great. To go in your booby zoo? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be stuck in a booby zoo, like, I might as well have a weapon in there. It's awesome. So, I would have so much shit in my bra if I was a chick. <laughs> I do. I'm just saying. So I do. I would have, like, a grappling hook and fucking, like, razor blades. That we should start a segment, shit I find in my bra. Oh my gosh. That would literally be, that'd fill up a whole hour. M&M's. Yeah. Uh, wet popcorn was the worst. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, penny sometimes randomly stuck to my underboob. I found a penny in my pants last night when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> Hold on. I like went to go pee before bed. I take my pants out and I'm like, there's a penny in here. I was wearing leggings. <laughs> so how long was that penny in there? I, how long was there a penny in my pants that A, I didn't notice, that B, no one else noticed? Why doesn't this ride work? <laughs> I was drunk at the bar one time and I put just like, apparently I took my change and my dollar bills and put it in my purse and at the end of the night I took my bra off and there was so much like sweat from dancing that it was literally like 
nickels and dimes and quarters stuck to the top of my bra and my boobs, and I had to, like, shake the change loose. Mine was popcorn from when I went to see a stupid movie with Channing Tatum <laughs> and you, cried. You went with Channing Tatum? No, to see a stupid movie that had Channing oh. Tatum in it. Okay. End of the world, man. <laughs> Oh my god. So, the other part that I want to talk about TWTW that Summer brought up that I think is awesome is let's talk about the Chicago Blackhawks and what's going on right now. Currently, um, I cannot disseminate the like whole game or anything, but they're getting their asses kicked by the Dallas Stars 4 to nothing in the first period. Oh good. Of course we are. And you know what's terrible about a 4-1 deficit in hockey, Jared? It's almost as bad as a 4-0 deficit, but uh, it takes 5 to beat you. Yeah. Right, it takes 5 to win is what it takes. Yeah, yeah. It's all bad is what it is. So, Summer, you kind of wanted to bring it up. So what did you want to talk about about the Hawks specifically? Do you, do you have any have any thoughts about the way the season's going right now? I mean, feelings, concerns, regrets, hopes? Well, <laughs> hopes, dreams. Um, well, you know, I mean, it's it's nice because the, the Hawks are like our only winning Chicago team. No, they're not. Not anymore. <laughs> and I'm prefacing, Unfortunately. like... Unfortunately. <laughs> Final award winning team. Oh, like fair it's, okay, championship. Like, championship team, that's okay. It's like they're they're the ones that they're the only ones right now who have have steadily brought it back home for us. So I'm willing to be more lenient on the casual suckage of this season and give our boys a break. They do have a new team because they keep changing them out. You, so they say can casual, you say casual suckage like it's a bad thing. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of casual suckage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, I'm willing to be a little bit more forgiving. Um, but the, it, it also is sad because it's like, well, we're probably not going to count on a win this year. Uh, I don't think so, man. Because, like, my opinion is I kind of think they just don't give a shit about the regular season. I think it's like they're doing things and trying stuff out and getting the lines together and playing their new players. Yeah, they're a completely different team as soon as they hit the playoffs. And then, and then it's like, they're like, okay. If they make it to the playoffs. They are they are number three in the standings. They are four points behind Dallas, who is currently beating them. So they are basically, in effect, two games out of first place. Okay. So, not really worried about it um for instance they have so they're playing dallas right now and dallas has the best record dallas is 43 43 and 21 chicago's 42 and 24 okay and so we've lost to dallas so every time i think that's that we've played them we keep losing i don't care yeah but if us and dallas make it what's to say that we're not gonna lose to dallas again because we don't lose in the playoffs well we i'm saying like part of the fucking blackhawks the blackhawks right, don't I, like, I didn't know you had yeah. a jersey <laughs> yeah i do have a jersey you, you it says host all over the back of it um well, they uh they don't apparently I mean since last season they have they don't lose in the playoffs so not consistently so I will like it's kind of like I said a couple of years like last year when we first started this around basketball season you know I'll worry when they get down o three in a playoff <laughs> series until then That's exactly what the Bulls did yeah <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about the Bulls real quick quick I'm I'm kind of stoked about the way that they're turning the season not the season around but they're they're they got their core back together everybody's kind of healthy. And they've started playing uh, Doug McDermott, who was their draft pick, their number one draft pick last year. They didn't get a lot of play from Tom Thibodeau. But now he's getting play, and he's putting up like 25 points a game. He shot three, he shot like four for five from three-point land. So Dougie McBuckets is like... Dougie. Dougie McBuckets is like, he may be a specialist where he's coming off the bench and scoring. But not only can he like take... Like the like, White Mamba? Yes, actually, kind of like the White Mamba, but better. But he can, like, take a pass, shoot it, and drain it, but he can also dribble a guy free and 
score. So he's not just a like set shooter. He can actually score, which is cool. Did you come up with Dougie McBuckets? I did not. No, okay. that would be Stacy King from uh, from from the radio broadcast. I really like Dougie McBuckets. I just think that's a that's a cool name. Isn't it great? It's such a knockoff of Jimmy Buckets, though. Yeah, but Jimmy Buckets went all like Hollywood. So oh. and it's him. Mick Buckets. Yeah, it's a notable difference. <laughs> it's Irish, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, and then, it's like Dougie's an uncool name. Dougie McBuckets is still uncool, but it's cool in how uncool it is. That's true. Like if you're on the playground, you're like, oh, look, it's Dougie McBuckets. That kid's not getting a lot of play. But in basketball, Dougie McBuckets, yeah. Uh, Fair enough. Sounds awfully millennial. And then the last thing I want to talk about in TWTW has been the uh, Ryan Pace free agency acquisitions of the Chicago Bears. We all know and love our beautiful Chicago Bears. I believe the Blackhawks. And the Bears and the Bulls bring this city together over their hatred <laughs> after, of each other in after baseball. baseball despises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do want to touch on one thing. Though, oh, yeah, go uh, ahead, man. As far as baseball is concerned. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want to bring up politics, but it kind of ties into TWTW. Are we talking about the thing? Yes. So, <gasps> apparently down in Florida, the Ricketts family was spending money on anti-Trump advertising. hilarious. So, yeah. Trump comes back and he's like, well, maybe I'll spend advertising against them. And he's like, I'll just you know tell them that their that their baseball team sucks and that they're doing a bad job and i was reading this and i'm like does he understand anything about what they've actually done <laughs> like clearly not yeah it's... so shout out to uh luke and jonah and all of our uh you know cub fan brethren but i just thought that that was hilarious because he's just like well, what can i do i'll spend money to make fun of their baseball team why does like Trump want Chicago? Like if any if any city is going to be responsible for assassinating Trump, it's going to be Chicago at this point. We already kicked him out, and now and then he's going to sue us. Now he's going to diss the Cubs. That makes up like half, exactly half of Chicago. Yeah, more the like Sox, three quarters. Yeah, anybody just, just ask the ticket sales. Like all of Wrigleyville will revolt, and yeah, it's but they'll be, be too drunk to do anything. And they'll say, oh, "Let's go again," and and slap fights. Yeah. Mm. Because you know what, you know. The man's got a death you, wish. You know what, you know what's up there in, in Wrigleyville? People. Oh. Yeah, I know. I have to walk through them sometimes. <laughs> Spring opening is the worst. Oh, Donald Trump will give you such a pinch. <laughs> so I want to talk about my man, Ryan Pace, his free agent acquisitions. I know a lot of people don't really care about this till fantasy football season, but I got to say he's doing a really good job. Foosball. So... There have been some defensive and offensive additions to this football team over the past couple weeks, and namely you have Danny Trevathan, who is a linebacker for the Denver Broncos, the Super Bowl-winning Denver Broncos. I guess those Denver Broncos. Their main linebacker has come back with John Fox and is playing in Chicago now. So now they have a veteran, young linebacker that's going to tear shit up, which I'm really stoked about. Okay, Hurry for young veterans. It's good. Yeah. I mean, guys that are young that are still in the league that have like time on a football team and a you know, Super Bowl under their belt are pretty hard to come by, so it's pretty awesome. Say so how many Super Bowl winners do we have on our team right now? Well, we just added another one named Akeem Nick Akeem Hicks, uh, who was a guard I mean is a defensive end for the New England Patriots. So he just knows how to cheat. Uh hey. <laughs> Cheating guys. is winning. 
But uh, Akeem Nix is awesome. He's a defensive lineman from the New England Patriots. So that also, anything that weakens the Patriots is awesome. But the fact that they didn't Doesn't go... does Tom Brady weaken the Patriots? No, Tom Brady is a douche. awesome. It doesn't matter if he's a douche. You just hate him because he's pretty. No, he's not pretty. Ew. No, Tom Brady is the worst. Why is he the worst? Because he's the worst. Everything he does... If I met Tom Brady, I would literally slap him in the face with a large salmon. Like, but I just why? What has Tom Brady ever done to you? <laughs> he's like the clap in human form. I just don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> he's just calling the clap in human form. Yes. He's just, he's just bad. Like, he cheats. He's an asshole. He's overly confident in himself. I thought women like confidence. Not that kind. Not douchey confidence? Not yeah. It's a difference. There's a big difference. And then we also, we, again, sorry, I hate, I, hate it when, I hate when people say we like they're part of the team. I know they don't do it because there are teams and, like, we pay to go see them, so, like, we want to be part of it, but it's well, not I, f- I feel like I would have legitimate management prowess with the White Sox. I mean. Yeah, just don't stand in a corner spinning around in circles. You'd be fine. Dirt I want to thank Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me the oldest baseball player you got. Get him on the team. Kenny, we don't want to do that. He got Shut a up, Rick Hahn. He got a name. <laughs> Sign him. That'll fill some seats. <laughs> it's hard for them because they've, they've got a dilemma on their hands about oh, getting people sure in the seats. Do. But uh, the Bears don't have a problem filling the seats, and they signed Bears. Bobby Massey as well. Bears. Bears foosball. They signed Bobby Massey, who's an offensive uh, tackle, to let Kyle Long go back to guard. So now you're going to get back to a Pro Bowl guard, Pro Bowl tackle, like, everything is shoring up the parts of the draft that's coming up here in a few weeks that is where the draft is weak. Can you so, can you explain why people, like, are so like, upset? Because they had the draft in Chicago last time, right? Yeah, last year. Like, For the first time ever that it was not in New York. Right. Yep, it was so, featured on the league. But, like, why, why do people, like, fucking dress up in face paint? For the draft. You're sitting in a room listening for people to have their name drawn. Did you not watch 30 for 30? No. Because it's pretty awesome, actually. Like, be, that would be something I would actually go to. I, if I could get tickets to the draft, I'd go to the draft because, I mean, think about it. Think about how much fun a fantasy football draft is. Okay? Is it? Is it? <laughs> yes. Vic, you both. People are going to shout love back on our team because they don't appreciate the sport. The only you t- can't kick out winner. I'm automatically entered as the next No, really, I can. Really, I'm the commissioner. The only reason that I came to this draft for fantasy football is because I was promised strippers, and there were no strippers. Oh, we can I'll make come, strippers happen. You said that last year. I don't remember saying there were going to be strippers. Just raising. My thing is, is I don't want to sit there and listen to a teacher roll call. I don't want to do that just because they're picking sports. Sports. I don't know. I don't like our children. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, Claire, Claire. Somebody has the mama. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, like, I just, if there's strippers, though, I'll go next year. I've actually never been to a draft, so I can't really comment. <laughs> I thought you came to the first one. No. Go, go, power, auto-draft. I've, I've literally auto-drafted every time. I auto-drafted last year. Which won. is why it makes me so mad when I lose to these people. <laughs> well, to be fair, I did drop an ad players after I auto-drafted, so I did pay attention to my team, but it was the... Is she like, trying to make me feel better or something? I, I did for about four weeks. I'm sorry you had... Like, nope. like, <laughs> you, you, when you when you, lo- you will understand someday, if you actually get into it, when you lose to people that don't really know what the fuck they're doing. 
I love you to death. I love you. You're learning. You're learning, which is good. But like, I know. But when the the championship comes down to people that have never done it before, and they're like, "Look at what a good job I'm doing," and I understand. I was that person once too. Um, Like when Adam Brody won in the league. (laughs) 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 Exactly. It's one of those things. Um, But I feel like I take my fantasy football seriouser and seriouser every year. More serious. But why so serious? But why so serious? Because I love fantasy football. So that brings us... I like to fucking win. All she does is the win, first, win, The first win. year was no really like... What? No, that's me at go to. Yeah, the first year was like... Just, Says the sidekick. Was just back a... Back-to-back-to-back to back to back go-to champion. You are not back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. There's an asterisk on that. Okay. Two things. First of all... The first year that I won fantasy football was totally a freak of nature. Secondly, I would oh, like. Oh, you mean to... like when Summer won this year? You mean just like the exact same thing you did? Only I knew I had no chance of. Although I originally thought I had no chance of winning, I was trying to play, but sucked. Secondly, that was me. I was trying to play, but I sucked. But I somehow managed but to I luck won. into a win. Right. The other one is I would like to see you and Jared challenge each other after you've been drinking drink for drink. Okay. I'm just saying I would like to do that. I would I would like because to do that. Because you and Jared drink different drinks and you often challenge him after he's been playing turbo cups for six hours and oh, you've had no. whiskey. Oh no no no. You you look at the standings from the last champion of the universe and see how many drinks I drank. Oh you put a beat down on You put it. a beat down then. But I'm just saying like it seems like But just like the Blackhawks, I win when it matters most. Right. Well, well that's you're still I, the sidekick fucker. That's why I said what you were I said I would like to see you guys challenge each other after you guys have been going drink for drink, but it seems like most of the time you guys do this challenge is after you've been playing turbo cups for eight hours yeah. and Steve's only been drinking whiskey. Not that the whiskey He's a wussy drink, but you hold your whiskey differently. It's true. Then Jared holds yes, 18 beers. Well, that's <laughs> true. He holds his whiskey like a settler from olden times. My brother, I'm scruffy. I'm the janitor. I don't understand if this is a compliment. <laughs> no, it is a compliment. Like, it is a compliment. But it's 18 years held their whiskey. That's yes. all they had to do. And their whiskey right. was like literally Wicked. pure liquor. That's how they, that's Not how as watered down pussy whiskey. That's so. what a settler would say, not me. Yes. Okay. That's all. Sure. I'm being overly defensive oh, of my of my person. Hey, we'll go we'll go beer for beer. It's fine. Or we can dust off the old whiskey river. No, we can't because I'll get my ass handed to me. I will I will tell you right now. You will beat me at that. No problem. Done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I'd beat you at whiskey river. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. What is a whiskey river challenge? Whiskey again? river is a shot of whiskey with a beer chaser, and then you flip the cup. Oh yeah. I... Probably. Would How many die. Times do you have to do that? Would die. No, it's just one, like where where Turbo Cups is the full beer, and then you flip. Yeah, you, you would see like I would take. Oh my god! Like I would I would have like that get because I I'm a I'm a bad bad drinker when it comes. But see, to I'm not whiskey. I'm not as good at that because I don't like to do shots. Yeah, I me like, either. I like to taste. My yeah, mouth. me too. I don't like shots in my mouth either. Who does? I do. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen the look that I gave somewhere in perfect tandem with that. we got to start videotaping these. We should periscope it. Periscope! <laughs> millennial things! <laughs> so, speaking of millennial things, let's go right into Adulting 101. Steve! Yes. What is Adulting 101? Adulting 101 is where we and our guests in our infinite wisdom and experience to grown-ass people. That is correct, sir. And this week's Adulting 101 is going to be on a couple things, mainly. Number one, though, is going to be on passive aggressiveness. So, 
As you grow up and you become an adult, you learn a few tactics on how to cope with things. One of them may be how to uh, hide your anger, to not say bad things in meetings, things like that. But one thing that, that we've noticed as you grow up is that you kind of got to put away, to be an effective adult, passive aggressiveness. I feel at least. So, you brought it up, Summer, yeah. as a passive aggressiveness thing for this topic this week. Thank you very much. I thought it was Steve that brought it up. Sure did. But nobody asked me, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I brought up that I am passive-aggressive. That's a constant struggle. I live with passive-aggressiveness. Hi, my name is Summer, and I'm a passive-aggressiver. Excellent. So, Steve, what did you kind of want to talk about when it comes to passive-aggressiveness? I guess it's more my, my general disdain uh, more and more with the Internet and social media is... I don't know, maybe I'm just getting impatient, maybe I'm just a grumpy old man, but if you got a beef with somebody, have it out and be done. Pass it out like adults. Yeah, like... Counterpoint, Summer? (laughs) Um, Sometimes it is easier to just (laughs) passive-aggressively let that person think they're right, talk shit about them behind their back, and it takes a big, long circle, but eventually it all fizzles out, and you don't have to have direct confrontation with idiots. But direct confrontation with idiots results in a win, so... Yes. I think it depends on the level of how good passive-aggressive... I think there's good passive-aggressive, and there's bad passive-aggressive. Okay, so go into that a little bit. So what what would be be your idea of a good passive-aggressiveness? And I'm not doing this as a challenge point. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. So, like, a good passive-aggressive is... Uh, Now we're talking... Let me interject. Okay. Do you mean passive-aggressive as in passive, or do you actually mean passive-aggressive as in to where you're going to, like keep going with it so I should probably let you talk and tell me rather than just asking her a stupid fucking question if we're defining passive aggressive as being like oh hey like um it's cool that you got a you brought dinner home for yourself but you didn't ask me if I wanted any like is that uh-huh. how we're defining passive aggressive I would say that's fairly passive that is passive aggressive yes I think I'm thinking, but no I didn't want anything yeah I didn't want anything it's fine or That's like cool. if Jerry gets up and grabs a beer. So no, I didn't want a beer. Too. I don't want a beer. Along with passive aggressive, I feel underhanded compliments. I fall in the passive aggressive I think that category. Go, I think that goes in the like, same. It's the it's the oh, underhanded That's a like, cute shirt. Shit. And you really don't mean it. I really wish I could like relax as much as you and not be stressed about well, letting things oh, get all messy. You know, I yeah. got I got this one That's the other I got this one the other day because I'm at a new store. It's like you know you hold your weight really well. Oh, I've gotten that one so many times. <laughs> the fucking. All right, I'm gonna go home and cut myself. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay. Not having lunch today. I know, I know we've talked about this on my show before, but and the that's under, the, the last time. When people talk I, about um, <laughs> uh, passive aggressive is also uh, when you're having a conversation with with a group of girls and the skinniest ones decide to talk about how much work it is to lose weight Ugh. in front of you, or they Snapchat you a picture of two donuts and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so much," and I'm like, "Shut up!" That's I'm gonna have like to go to the gym for four hours. I wish I had time to go to the gym for yeah, four I was hours. Say, Fuck, I don't have four hours in a day. Well, it's like you weighed 12 pounds. Like, what's going to happen to you if you eat two donuts? Nothing. Your metabolism burns so fast already. It'll go straight to my thighs. <laughs> Actually, it'll go straight to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then to my thighs. Nom, 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 nom. 
But well, I do think if you're clever, you can kind of use passive aggressive in in a in a way that's beneficial. But again, it has to be used in moderation, and it's more with a it's it's less on the aggressive and more on the the passive. That's it's, more. That's like more. You know, trying to be snarky and clever though, like to, like true passive aggressiveness, like it, it just oh, it irritates me to know. You're end. trying to get a rise out of people, but try and pretend like you're the good guy. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, you're trying to be like, well, I, you want to you want to fall back on the I was just joking defense. Yeah, oh, kills me. Oh, I was yeah. just joking. Yeah. And those people are always the ones too that can't fucking take a joke themselves because mm-hmm. the second you throw anything back in their face, they're like, mm, I'm you're impressed so with how mean. well you snap with your left hand. I cannot do that. Really? Wait, I'm left-handed, so. I threw you weird like that. I forgot. Because you got... I Stop. Prefer, hold on, wait, 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 By wait, the wait. way, Jared's not snapping now because he can't. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Da-na-na-na. 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 All right, moving on. I prefer to snap with both fingers. <laughs> Actually, I'm better with my left than my right. It could be because Hi-oh. I have a horrible tennis elbow in my right hand right now, and I don't know why. I do. No. DJ Diddles. God damn it! I wish it was from jacking off. At least I'd be proud of that. I like to snap in a circle. That's a Z. That's, that's a Z. Don't make me snap my hands in a Z. Four. It's called a circle snap. Hate to tell you. No, it's this not. Is a circle this snap. is a snorkel snap. What's a snorkel snap? A snorkel snap? Yeah. Snarf. So. Me and I, I kind of go like the whole passive aggressive thing, and I just people can be passive aggressive. I tend to let it go, and mm-hmm. I come from the like background of I either don't say anything, like if you don't have anything nice to say type background. I really, I'm really not. If somebody says something shitty or whatever, and I want and I want to retaliate or say something nasty, I'm either going to be completely upfront, mean, or I'm going to just let it go. I think if you're passive aggressive, you're going to use tone as opposed to words. Oh, that's mm, true. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I take it back. I'm passive, not passive aggressive. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just cower in a corner, like a <laughs> and then talk shit. <laughs> and then yeah, and then, and then and then cry and write in my zine. Like, do you have a journal? No, I don't have a journal. Did you have a live journal? I had a Zanga. I had a Zanga too. Yeah, and I don't uh, know what a Zanga is. It's basically it was, it's it's a it's it a pre blog. It was, it was Twitter before Twitter was a thing. You know, you could write paragraphs or like the um, the it's a blog. Like back on back on fucking what MySpace. was it before MySpace? You had the the. Oh yeah, the Zanga section. That's yeah. right. That was just that. Was that. Yeah, but that, so yeah, that's it was, right. It was just your name and I then whatever entries. But you could make groups, and I remember somebody made it this. You could be mean. This is like the start of the Mean Girl Internet stuff. Because somebody said to my friend David, they made a group and invited everybody in the theater and band department that said, "For the love of God, Shifty, stop singing." No one invited him, but when you saw groups pull up on people's page. It would have the name of that group in the corner. Kind of like the anti-Pat O'Brien page on MySpace. Yeah, like like the (laughs) queen of passive aggressive, like online bullying. just in its early forms. Awesome. I know, right? Right? We did sing obnoxious show tunes in the hallway though, but nobody asked me to stop singing. Which is sexist, I think, but... <laughs> don't ask her, or she homo- has boobs! Or homophobic, I don't know, but um, regardless. Column A, column B. Right. Well, you're a few Maybe years- they did, and I just never saw it. You're a few years younger than I am, and maybe I'll ask you just 
Sorry to steal your show for a minute. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, not like anybody else before. interjects. It's fine. Yeah, right? not like I kind of pop uh, in. And... Do you feel when you were in high school that the gay people that were in high school when you were in high school weren't really gay or weren't really super out? So, for example, we had someone that I went to high school with that everyone called gay. And I don't really know how legitimately gay he knew he was at that time. And I'm actually, I'm not quite sure. I think he actually considers himself bisexual now. But I think... Even though we started hearing being out and gay was a big thing when we were in high school, I don't really feel like there were people that I went to high school with that were legitimately, like, out there. Oh, mine so were. Our school, I feel like my school was an anomaly. We, we had more gays per, like, square inch. Um, we had, and so many out ones, they walked, like, they were dating, they walked in the hallway holding hands, like, they had cute couple mashup names, um, they are Still really gay to this day. Which, which is which is the good thing, because yeah. like, I feel like in some ways this kid, maybe he would have become gay at some point. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't have. But I feel like the, the peer pressure and the fucked upness that he had to deal with both in his personal life and at school didn't help his, his um, trying to figure out who he was. Yeah. I See, our school was more worried about, like, uh, made-up race wars. Um, so the gays kind of, I think, fell under a radar. We did have, um, we had a lot more closeted lesbian. Like, the lesbian subculture of our school was really low-key, and most of the girls I know that have become lesbian or bisexual, like, come out afterward, have been several years into college. Wait, so talk slower. <laughs> Turn yeah, on the lights. I think you make a really good point, because most of the lesbians that I know, like, legitimate lesbians I know, did not come out till later, and they weren't making out in front of people at the bar. Right. No, every, everyone I know has Pity. been... And several of them have come out since high school. I mean, myself included, like, finding out my... Like, but it was just... I don't know. It wasn't cool to be a gay girl in high school, but it was real hip to be a gay guy. Because here's the thing. That was kind of how it was it for in, in, yeah. at Central, is that I had a handful of guys that I knew that were gay that... I mean, they didn't date each other. They all had boyfriends and shit other places. But they were all, like... I mean, they weren't, like out in your face or anything like that they weren't like hey look at me and it wasn't that it was just that's who i am and i think it was kind of a, like it was kind of weird because like in freshman year like people were making fun of them and then by senior year it was just like chill whatever. yeah it was, it was like I, I don't know it, it was kind of cool to see people kind of be like oh, whatever i don't think people <laughs> want real lesbians yeah they I mean, want porn lesbians. They want porn lesbians. Uh, they want that's what they want. They don't want real lesbians. And since no one really watched porn in high school, I think that's why being a lesbian was more downplayed because mm-hmm. it was everyone had that stereotype of like butch. The hot lesbian wasn't a trend. The lesbian wasn't quite a trend. Right. It was you, if you're a lesbian, all your butches were slow. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, mo- you mostly wanted to watch straight girls kiss. Is right. What people want. They wanted to watch straight girls kiss and then want to have sex so with they men. They wanted to that's do. That's what they want. Sure. Which is not a, a thing. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> just the way it goes. But, sorry. So. Sorry to steal your show. No, it's okay. Hey. This has been, this has been good, down a good rabbit hole. Our yeah. magical rainbow good. segue. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. It's not offensive. <laughs> the other thing you brought up about adulting was restrictive clothing. Yeah, Having to be an adult and wear not shitty clothing. Fucking pantyhose. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. I was watching some girl walk into work. And first of all, she had on way too many patterns. <laughs> oh my god. Take a pattern. So she had on booties. Talk slower. She had on booties. <laughs> Do you know what booties are? I would like to hear them described. Um, it's like a heel boot, but it only comes up to the ankle. Oh, I got you. Cute. Yes. And so then she had on... 
stockings that always are, a plus that were meant to look like socks and tights. Okay, I'm One. sure Summer knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if you do. Nope. So they're more. They were sheer from the knee up, and the bottom they were opaque where you couldn't see through by the bottom. So it looked like she put on tights and then pulled socks over top. Mm. It's a type of. It's I, a type of. I tight. disagree. No. Uh, no, that's the... The thing about that got confusing was then I saw her when I went to breakfast and she took her coat off. So she had on black booties, these black tights. The top of the tights, though, sheer, was patterned. And then she had on a differently patterned dress that was like a shirt dress on top of it. Too much. It was way too much. And, but as I was walking in with her tights, sorry, rabbit hole squirrel again, I went, man, I wish I had comfortable tights because I have a lot of dresses and I could wear my cute dresses with comfortable tights and flats as opposed to wearing leggings and flats all the time, which is what I do now. But there is no such thing as comfortable tights for fat chicks. Nope. Nope, not a thing. Because here's, they, they make, they, they think that we all want to be squished. So they make them tight to, st- to squish in the fat, but then they don't stay up. Aren't they called yoga pants? Those are times. <laughs> yoga pants are yoga pants are comfortable, but like to be to be a now that I'm working in an office setting, to be a woman in the office setting, like stockings are becoming. A, I can't wear jeans every day, so they're a mandatory part. They are just hard to put on. Mm-hmm. Well, stockings the, should be a mandatory part just all the time. Okay, so are you then? Okay, I refuse to answer this question. Ken recently, <laughs> sorry, babe. Uh, recently, you Started know, informed, no, informed me <laughs> that he really. Really likes a girl in stockings. Yeah. He thinks it's sexy. Sure do. Seconded. So that's a thing? That's like a guy thing? Yes. How, do you, how did you not know this? I don't, no one's ever told me stockings were sexy before. Stockings are sexy. Okay. I, I like, I just... All the stockings. All the stockings? Not at the same time. What about, okay, now, but if you're, you see stockings girls... Stockings and garter belts, not tights. Not right, garter belt's fine. But now you see you see a girl, she's wearing a skirt, she's wearing some pantyhose. Um, we'll just call them stockings because pantyhose isn't sexy, but some stockings. Um, you take her home, end of the night. Now she takes those off. Now here's the thing. Most of those stockings go up right below the boob area. Yep. Okay. I don't Do you care? No. no. As we discussed on our last show, once they're off... Yeah. We're already good. Yeah. You know, they, they actually True. talked about this on Eric and Kathy this morning. They were talking about, um, it, uh, they were talking about women called in with, like, their insecurities. Oh, I must When they have that. sex the first time with the, with a guy. Not the first time ever, but sex with the, fir- the guy the first time. And, um, one of the other, I think, I can't remember, one of the women, either Kathy or Melissa said, I think you guys have said before that. Once you're at that point, it does, really doesn't matter what she looks like. If you've decided to get go to the sex land, you don't give a shit. But I don't want some guy to see me with that little, like, wiggly line, ladies will know this, that comes with your pantyhose, and they're like... Summer, we don't care. Seriously. I genuinely don't believe that. No. There is, there is one thing by the time, that will prevent by the time one thing for me. That point, well, there's sex. no what's, brain, there's no blood up in our brain. But what about the what's, after? Oh, what's the one thing, Jared, that will well, prevent you? There, there is one thing that will prevent me from doing one thing. When Okay, if, if open, I... If, like open sores? No. <laughs> no. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying like in a, in a normal... I'm open saying, sores don't bother Jared. No, I'm saying like in a normal... <laughs> in a, God damn it. I'm saying like in a normal... You passive-aggressive bitch. <laughs> In a in a normal scenario where you're not talking like sores open, like, but if if I go to go down on a girl and things aren't 
all good, I will then just avoid doing that. By all good, I mean... Like it smells? Yeah, like that. So I will be like, oh, hey, okay, we're not doing that tonight. But, like, I'm still in to win, man. I'm like, that That won't be like, oh, I'm done. N- no. You just won't put your face down there. Boom. But that that really is it. That's an internal conflict for me because my dad <laughs> always told me to <laughs> never be <laughs> My dad, my dad always told me never put your dick where you wouldn't put your face. Oh. Well, I think I feel like but that's, that's too, that's sound advice. Yeah, but that's not it's not two sides of the same coin. No, not, I know that if okay. you're willing to do it, and then don't because of okay, you're you're sweaty or you had the long day. That's that's different than you know like recoiling out of disgust. Oh God! <laughs> well, okay, but wait, wait, wait. But my you know, question is, is if, if there's doesn't... like you know scorpion tails or teeth or something, then yeah, that's yeah, a no yeah, go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but to answer, your... but, but after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if but after, afterwards, like do you do you ever reflect on like do those things like do you think back on it? Do they pop up afterwards? Do you after you're done banging, or do you go? Man, that line was weird. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. should I text her back? Should I call her back? So that literally has no, man, fat, no, at none, no point you're going to think about it. No, nothing. because, you know. Nothing. If I am so graced by God that I actually get to put my dick into a woman instead of my hand, the last thing I'm worried about is what the fuck like is are thinking, all I'm worried about is, please, God, let me get to see her again or somebody like her. That way I don't have to put my dick in my hand again. So, so, so besides, so besides the stinky vag, any, and I'd still fuck it. <laughs> any deal breakers? If the shirt comes off, you're going to be like, or the clothes come off and you're like, mm. if I'm to the I'll point where we're going to kick off the table, sores and infection. Right. And penis. penis. <laughs> that doesn't stop some people. Um, There's some really pretty dudes what, out there. No. <laughs> um, what if she's got a tattoo, a cookie monster on her stomach that says, Thug life. <laughs> That's a target. Why would you not fuck that for the story? Because <laughs> yeah. then it would. Because think about. But are you going to call? Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to call Thug Life Cookie let, Stomach let me, again? Let, let me. Let me. Let me answer your question. So she has Thug Life Cookie Monster on her tummy. Do you want the story to be? I almost had sex with this girl that had Thug Life Cookie Monster on her tummy. Or, or you, you gave be, Cookie Monster a facial? What are you going to? What are you going to? I know what I'm going. You gave milk for the cookies. Yes. Like that's. See, like, then I grab her would... tummy, then I grab her tummy, go, nom, 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 nom. I'm going to tell you, a girl will never call you back again if you do that to her. <laughs> never grab our stomachs and go, nom, 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 cookie monster on them or not. They I put love... the cookie monster on. Yeah, unless that's what you want and are being passive aggressive about it. <laughs> Hashtag winning. Uh, Hashtag full circle. I think this takes us right to... White and nerdy, Steve. I don't see how this goes into white and nerdy at all, but... Good yes. try, babe. Good try. <laughs> because Cookie Monster could also be makeup that you would wear to C2E2. I did not see a single Cookie Monster. <laughs> Hashtag Thug Life Sesame Street for next year. <laughs> oh my god, I would totally do it! <laughs> uh, I still want to be King Kong. Can I be Cholo Grover? Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. be fucking out there earning it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make. Yeah. Alma would be too hot. <laughs> and Big Bird could be Biggie. Oh, <laughs> no, they, snuffle up against this Biggie. Are they just gonna shoot each other? Biggie, 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 two C. Sometimes you lose, you hypnotize me. 
So, Steve, you kind of wanted to bring up the uh, topic on white and nerdy this podcast, which is awesome, by the way. So, uh, I want you to talk about. What you want to talk about, man? Okay. Well, first, uh, summer. What, what aside from uh, you know your your awful wig panel experience? How was C two E two? It was really great. They had a, a nice turnout. Um, beautiful like prints and artwork you could buy. Like just some great like artists. Like Artist Alley was one of my favorite parts, which is basically where comic book illustrators. Um, both like professional and amateur and just random artists artists just put their prints out there and you oh, can that's cool I like prints oh, yeah I so would, you can I would love to get something signed by Mark Bagley a Mark Bagley Venom fuck yeah and I mean it's it's everything every different style from like real like like just black and white drawn to like even like Chibi Deadpool and things so, like that. So let me kind of jump on this real quick. Yeah. Do, so does anybody here have their fa- a favorite autographed item from anybody? I do. Okay, so you do. Steve, do you have an autographed item that's, that's your favorite? I, I have do. two. I have two things that are my favorite autographed items. Yeah. So I kind of want to go over that. It doesn't have to be nerd related, but I just, like, that's a great thing to bring up because, like, that's a lot of fun. I had, like, going to anime conventions when I was younger, when I had time, was that. It was a lot of fun, but... What was you, what, Steve? What's your favorite autographed items? I have an autographed Robin Ventura baseball. Oh, baseball! Awesome. Yeah, I don't have I don't have too much autographed stuff. I have autographs from him and Ozzy Guillen nice. and uh, Frank Thomas as well uh, that I personally own. I've given a lot of autographed stuff away. I know I've gotten. Um, I think I got Allison a signed picture of somebody, and I know I got Erica a signed John Garland picture. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's it's all been sports memorabilia that I've had throughout the years, but my, my Robin Ventura baseball is is, case, is that one of those, cased and Is that one of those, like, priceless, never going anywhere? It's, that's yours? Well, it's, it's it's you know, I bought it for Dad, but it's ours. Right, so, right, that's cool. You know, it's, it's up on... Uh, in our sports room, and it's it's cased in... in like, you better, better will it to you, or you're going to steal it from Ken? <laughs> it, it'll eventually be Jacobs, I'm sure. That's so. cool. What about you, Summer? Um, actually, from my first year at C2E2, Anthony Cozart, who was uh, the winner of Face Off, um, he... I brought my makeup brush, and I had him autograph it, because I was kind of nerd. Cool. I was like, will you sign this? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he signed the brush. Um, I laminated like the I coated it and everything, oh, cool. but I actually still use it every day. Oh, but um, it's got the polyurethane. But it's got the polyurethane on it. Cool. Um, that's so cool as hell. That's like practical and awesome. Yeah, yeah, every time I use it, it's just that little bit of inspiration, and I'm just that's like, awesome. I can't believe you signed. My, I can't believe it was cool enough to fucking sign my brush. Like I was such a nerd. I was like, <laughs> you're cute and super talented. <laughs> this is the perfect place for that. That's great. Yeah. Also, sign my boot. Oh, God, I wish. Just have him touch one. <laughs> Claire, you? Yes, I do. I have a postcard signed by, um, oh my god, by the Little Mermaid. Oh, uh, I don't remember her name, but I don't, you told Jody me. Jody Benson. That's right. <gasps> yes. What? I have a postcard signed by Judy, Judy Benson, and it's signed to me, specifically. My mom went to high school with her older sister. My mom's, like, best friend in high school was her older sister. So I played Scrabble with the Little Mermaid. I have pictures. <laughs> Summer's about to sploosh. And it was adorable. Her husband, who's also on Broadway, and her were teaching their little niece at the time, who was like four, to say, don't you be so saucy. It was adorable. <laughs> Adorbs. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. 
<laughs> Summer full eats her drink. Someone's got to. I'm so jealous. My favorite items are I have a postcard that I got from Jim Kelly back in the 90s. I wrote to him, um, there used to be a Sports Illustrated for Kids magazine. Oh, I love and at the back of Sports Illustrated for Kids, you could you could you know write a letter to different athletes, and you know they'd send you a picture or whatever. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, this is one like which is Jim Kelly picture that he probably signed a thousand of them or ten thousand of them for the thing, you know, for the Sports Illustrated thing. But it's an actual sharpie, like Jim Kelly autograph, who he won four back to back. I mean, four AFC AFC championships. In the uh, early '90s, and never won the Super Bowl. There's a thirty for thirty on it, Watch which is it. really good. Jim Kelly also has fought cancer. He had his son die. He like it was. He's had like a harrowing life, but he's also like a really solid guy. Like he did. He refused to go to Buffalo, so he went to Houston as part of the um, AFL, and wouldn't go. So. Um, once that league folded, he went. He finally signed his contract in Buffalo, and now lives there. Does like when he retired from football, he stayed in Buffalo. So it was like it's wow. a really cool thirty for thirty, and it just to me the the thing about you know losing the Super Bowl every year, but still having the guts to just like pick it up and go hard the next year and just keep trying, keep trying. To me, it's always been a point in my life that no matter how hard you hit, you get back up and you go back at it harder. And in winning four back-to-back AFC championships and going to the Super Bowl four years in a row is just awesome to me. And I, I, I thought it was really cool. So I was like, I was in fifth grade when I got it, so Aww. it was really cool. Um, it's framed up in my office. And then the other thing that I got, I bought on eBay with certification and everything. But um, I've got the Brian Michael Bendis Secret Wars signed nice. by, signed by Brian Michael Bendis and Silver Sharpie. Yes, that's I, uh, awesome. I also was received a an autographed. Uh, Jose Abreu jersey. Oh, did you? Uh, for doing wedding photos for a certain member of our podcast community. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. That, that yes, I forgot about that. That's st- that's classy as hell. Is what oh, that yeah. is. That is. That's, that's awesome. a that's a good. That's awesome. So, did you see people there like cosplaying? Was there a lot of Avengers? There, um, there were, but they weren't as popular this year. Sure. So there were some. Um, there were some really good uh, Lady Thor's, a lot of Lady Loki's. There was a lot of crossplay this year, so you had a lot of dudes dressed as girls and girls dressed as dudes in really clever, unique ways. Um, the the top cosplays that I really saw, there was a group. Um, I showed Jared and Claire, and I'll show you Steve. They were Inside Out. Yeah, that was really and good. And they had everything. I in- mean, if you really need to show me, that'd be cool, but I don't know. <laughs> they even had um, Riley's boyfriend, too. We should, you should give us that picture so we can put it up on our page. Yes, I will. That way we um, can, like, kind of for the show. That'd be just awesome. a great job. And that was on Sunday for Kids Day, so, like, all the kids were stopping. Um, I think we got to take the kids, like, next year on oh, Sunday. Yeah. You should. So cool. um, it, there's so many, and they just stand out there so they can just get tons of, I mean, they probably wouldn't even go into the con. They would just go to the front part and just right. get their pictures taken because there's a ton of Disney princesses. Um, only Mara would lose her one mind. Elsa that I saw. Wow. So I was like, man, they must have let it go. But... <laughs> um, uh, I know. Terrible. That was very passive-aggressive of us. Sure. Yes. Um, I won't say anything, but... <laughs> highlights, for, uh, highlights for weird Deadpool costumes. They uh, had Santa Pool. 
um, Link Pool, Unicorn Pool, Sailor Moon Pool, <laughs> and then uh, my husband Ken as Slave Leia Deadpool, which went off really well. Got a ton of people asking for his pictures. They thought it was great. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there were... It <laughs> was wifey. <laughs> right? I was like, that's my husband. Uh, but I liked it because it was unique, and that was that was cool. So, there was a lot of recognition. Um, not that many bad costumes. I mean, there were some where you're just like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Pinterest fail. Uh, were there any Suicide Squads? Uh, a lot of Harley Quinn Suicide Squad. But I mean, like like the crew. No. Was there no crews rolling You'll together? You'll probably see that next year. Yeah, I'm thinking. After the movie comes out. After the movie comes out, yeah. yeah. Um, it was mainly, it was a lot of Star Wars. There oh, were yeah, tons of Jedis. There were tons of Rays. Every Ray that I saw, every girl I saw cosplaying as Ray looked spot on. Oh, really? Just perfect. She had the right face. She didn't wear a lot of makeup. Like, I mean, she was, they just looked like the character. Did any Little of baby them, rays. Did any of them, like, screw it up and go, like, you know, super, like, you know, short shorts or, like, belly shirts? No, no like slutty Ever? rays. Wow. Um, That's wise material right there. Right? Uh, there was a bunch of stormtroopers with signs that said, support Emperor Palpatine. Um... 2016, they were all political posters, which I thought was great. <laughs> the Superman that had a poster sign of uh, Lex Luthor. It said, stop Lex Luthor, but it was Donald Trump with a ball cap. Um, it's clever. I like it. The highlight, though, I think one of the best costumes, just a parenting win, because that's what I really liked. There were some great parenting um, costumes with their kids, was a little, like, six-year-old, five, six-year-old dressed as Leslie Nope in a full pantsuit and a button that said support Nope. She had blonde hair, and it was just... Spot on. She was recycling when I saw her. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So. So we got to we got the opportunity to watch uh, a couple trailers today before the episode because we kind of want to touch on them. And Summer, the main thing we both kind of wanted to ask you is: Has your opinion of Civil War changed at all since you've seen the Spidey trailer? Hashtag not hashtag, but like spoiler alert. If anybody doesn't watch the trailers, you're stupid. Watch them. And we're probably gonna talk about Daredevil in a while. So if you haven't watched it, too bad. So. <laughs> So I'm just going to go in the corner for that. Um, so I am, I have a little bit more hope for the Civil War movie now. I'm not loathing it as much as I was before. Um, I am excited that in the brief two seconds you see Spidey, they gave him movable eyes like the cartoon series um, and the comic strip as well in the comic book. Like that's... I like that. It's new. We right. haven't seen that out of Spider-Man yet. Right, which is pretty awesome for me because, like, it's a if you can, detail. if you can, if you can pull off the Pym particle, there's no reason you can't pull off Spidey moving eyeballs. I and mean, it, seriously, it's just it's like those little details that say, like, okay, you're paying attention. Um, Ooh, so quick question: Do you think the Spidey with the moving eyeballs is post Stark giving him a costume, since it will move with his facial features? Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if the Spidey suit is, is Stark tech or not. I know that's a big thing on the internet right now, so I will... Oh, is it really? I didn't even know. Yeah. yeah, that was a thing, because oh, really? when the eyes iris down, there's just the tiniest bit of a, like, a mechanical sound there that sounds a oh, lot really? like his suit gearing up. Oh. So there's, there's that going on there. Uh, I will reserve judgment, because I think the rest of his outfit is way too subtle for Tony Stark. Yeah. Sure. Like, especially in Iron Man 3. Iron Spider. You know, especially in, like, Iron Man 3, and with him presumably wearing the Bleeding Edge armor in this film, like, Tony Stark's not a subtle individual. What's the bleeding edge armor? That's his armor that he literally wears inside of him. Oh, that one? Okay. 
so it'll it'll compress down. You saw his watch turn. Yeah, into that his was glove. badass. So yeah. the, the bleeding edge armor is his most. That's one where up to date yeah. armor that does that isn't like automated like the Mark Forty Two was in Iron Man Three. Right. It's something that he wears. Like his belt buckle will form like the bottom half, and his boots will come up and form his legs, and right. his suit coat will expand out to. Be and I'll form the head, basically. So that's, you know, his newest armor. War Machine's armor has obviously undergone an upgrade. He got, you know, everybody is, is top of their game, and here's very, very classic Spider-Man, and that's yeah, not something that's I in like Tony it. Stark's wheelhouse. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Stark Tech. If Peter Parker is going to be a quote-unquote mechanical genius and design his own web shooters, stands to reason that he can iris down his eyes to let more or less light in to adjust to various oh, situations. Oh, fair enough, yeah. It could also roll into him as being a photographer because it could basically be an aperture system. Yeah, fair enough. I like it. It's a good yeah. idea. So the question I wanted to ask about the preview that we saw is do you think the scene, because we talked about this on that just happened, and their show is going to come out next week, so this may come out around the same time, and I brought this up during our discussion with them. Claire, you remember that? Yes. Okay. So do you think that the fight that you see um, Bucky taking out War Machine and then Iron Man... Like them both basically losing their their arc reactors and the fight with Cap does that is that an act one two or three thing? Because I think it's early in the movie that sets up like it may be beginning of Act Two, but I think it sets up the final conflict in Act Three. From from the way this trailer was presented, um, and I know Claire, you said that earlier, and I agree with you completely. It looks like in lieu of doing the school blowing up. They're just using every other past movie yeah. as the catalyst. Sure. Which makes sense in how they've been running. Like that they do right. that in all the yeah, movies where they like they the, reference right. what happened in the past. It's and in the in the first linear. in the first Civil War trailer, you can see Thunderbolt Ross throwing down a stack of papers in front of Steve Rogers and it's the Sokovia Accords. Right. Right. But so it looks like it looks like that is that is the catalyst, which Although it is not Civil War E. Right. And all, and it's not as meaningful as a mother yelling at Tony Stark that his you know, that yeah. because but of by, him her children yeah, are dead. But by the same token, you don't have the idiot new warriors running around the MCU, thank God. Right. True. Unless you count the Agents of Shield. What? Although <laughs> although they did produce a pretty awesome I loved the Thunderbolts. Yeah. But, yeah. but moving on. Moving anyways, on. so um I would say that looks like more of an an act. Two act three. Okay, thing. yeah. It is. It, I think it's later I'm on. Gonna, I'm gonna probably say the end of act one because it looks like that's what I'm. There's thinking. there. It looks like there's two major set pieces from the trailers. One is at an airport, and the other is in uh, like basically Wakanda's CDC because you can see right. uh, the the Africa logo on it. Yeah, and it looks like you know War Machine getting for lack of a better term, taken out, whatever sense right. that's going to be, is going to be, you know, Tony and his beginning part of his team's first run-in with uh, Cap and Bucky. So I'm going to probably say end of Act 1. Because right, I, I, I think you, I think it, I think that at the end of Act 1 is where it really sets the divide. Because you have, you have the, especially, you know, I want to punch you in your pretty face. Right, that's it, just beginning the, act one. we're not I think, agreeing, right. two is the and war then, And starting. then I think what happens is they find Bucky in Wakanda or something, and they go to they go to oh, pick him up, here, and then you have Cap. I mean, then you have Iron Man in War Machine, and then Cap trying to get Bucky with Falcon, and then Bucky takes mm-hmm. out. 
and from the from the scene after Ant Man, he's probably going to be there in a very subtle way, you know, trying to get Bucky off of that magnet or whatever he's stuck to. Right. Because that's where that all kind of ties into play. I was thinking that, and this is just kind of an, an out there prediction, is in the trailer we see Black Panther jumping off an Audi, so, you know, Tony Stark's signature vehicles, uh, to take out Winter Soldier when he's on that bike. I thought it would be cool if they worked Black Panther into this by having Bucky as Winter Soldier assassinate his father in the past. Oh. Because, you yeah. know, Bucky's been called on oh. to do that kind of stuff but before. I thought cool. Black Panther wound up being on Cap's side, no? <clears throat> they, yeah, he does. Yeah, he we does. don't know how this is going to go in the well, film. Well, that's here's here's my, my theory on timeline. I think that the thing with them talking about the stuff blowing up. I think that's think that's Act One. I think think that's actually how they open. They're probably gonna do some action in the beginning, but I think that's gonna be the first mm-hmm. scene. Um, only based on other captions, especially if you take the last Captain America movie and take that in there. You have yeah. some sort of action to open it up, something, and then you have this, um, and maybe it's the Black Panthers. Oh no, because he's coming after Bucky. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But then that's that's the start of the conflict, and then he goes to find Bucky. Because if he finds Bucky first, it's, it's it doesn't make sense. Right. That's why I think. It's like, but they've kind of already found Bucky in that in that extra footage from. Yeah, because from because he's big. Okay. Yeah. Because he's big. Right. So I, I think they get him out, or that, or they finally, or the, I think they found him, and now they're like, well, you know what? No, we're going to get him out, and then. I think then you've got the the um, then you've got them rescuing him. You get that big fight scene. That's mm-hmm. the next one, and then the next big fight scene is is where they all start going at each other. Spider Man right. shows up, and then you've got a, a three we haven't even seen. I right. love that trailer intro yeah, for Spider Man. By the way, I'm really right. underoos. I think <laughs> I think two 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 is that mm-hmm. catalyst that'll actually start the physical war and like people fully taking sides. Act two is going to be kind of. You start to see the fissure even more. Well, because they said two passive aggressive teams. They said, teams. Um, they said Square DC off blew and up. When did DC blow up? America versus uh, DC was in Captain America when the helicarriers came. Yeah, out. yeah, with the helicarriers. Because oh, that's where the tricyclion is the head okay. of. The and head they of could still. We haven't seen it, and maybe they won't. Sh- they're not showing it because they don't think it's as been. They're trying to leak it. They still could blow up the school, or they could. Now blow that up I'm looking for school, area, I, blow I, up, like, I don't but, think the school. I don't think the actual Civil War continuity is going to play I into this. I don't think the school is going to come in because you have too many children that are fans. Yeah. And the second you start, they're not going to yes. blow up a school. Not a Disney movie, but it's so poignant to what's but, going but, on. But you look at what happened today. Yeah, but you have five-year-old. You have people bringing their five and six-year-olds to this movie, and then you have to explain like, to your this child. Isn't, this is going to cut out half of your audience. Yeah, this isn't it, Deadpool this, telling you to stay but, away. But, but this, is their this is this audience. is their yes. bread and butter. You have to. Take Why it. is there any difference between Washington D.C. blowing up in a school? Because most kids don't know what Washington D.C. is. It's a city to them, as opposed to a great school full of children. You know the set the set piece in Winter Soldier was just the tricycle on it. This wasn't this DC. movie's rated per PG thirteen? Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? right. So, People but what are I'm, still going to bring their because they had right. to keep it under R, right? So, but but what I'm saying is that it's a PG thirteen movie, which means it's your responsibility as a parent to judge if your child's old enough to see this movie or Why not. Why would they not Good make money that. to make which, you happy? That's the thing you're you're asking them to give up all of their revenue. To put in one piece that they can rewrite. Right, and your action figures and your, that you Lego, lose more and your Lego Civil War. First off, your... they're still, because they're not going to make a, a Lego school bomb set play set. Like, that's not going to happen. Exactly. But it still Somebody could be will. the be. <laughs> it still could have been. But nobody asked me. <laughs> it, it still could have been the beginning. 
It still could be the beginning of the movie. It could have been, and it's not. I like, think it's it's such an. It's, I think we're gonna have an Avengers set piece that causes some other shenanigans, probably. and then they're gonna throw down as far right. as knock this shit. But off. I'll never find a reasonable. Yeah, I'll never find a reasonable Something's excuse happen in for not using that. It's money. It's, it's very it is money. It is how they make their money. They have. But the whole franchise it, it brings has nothing. Been There's no yes, reason. It does. To, what does it do? What? Okay, so, so hold on. No, to to what's me. going on in society? <clears throat> you're not listening to what I'm asking you. You're you're just answering a question that I didn't get to fully ask. Ugh. My question is, what does Disney have to gain via revenue by blowing up a school? Okay, it's not revenue. This goes into into a the social and moral conscience that hold on. Uh huh. That nowadays you're and it is a it's a trend that is growing is where we're asking movies and actors we're asking people to take responsibility for being more I'm trying to find the right words to put it but being more conscientious conscientious and and, and using using these tools that millions of people go see and millions of people pay attention to people pay attention more to movies but what, and more to, to what is that going to accomplish that they didn't already accomplish in Iron Man 2 with his whole, you know, World's Fair getting blown up. In Iron Man 3 with the fucking Mandarin. In Avengers Mm -hmm. with New York City. In Captain America with DC. In Age of Ultron with an entire country. Because people pay attention to two things. Two things will make people be, will make people actually pay. We are desensitized to adults dying. We are not to kids and we are not to animals. That would hit home with a lot of people and resonate with a lot of people the too. The whole series. The has, last thing Disney's gonna do is kill kids. The, the last thing Disney's gonna do is kill kids, and the whole franchise has been geared towards family accessibility. That's why they'll do it in they're, a comic and not in the, that's a movie. Why, because yeah. comics are, are are not that necessarily not, the intended audience, right. especially when we talk Civil War, and they <clears> get <throat> the same sentiment. Maybe not as extreme. You get the same sentiment by blowing up a town. Blowing up a mall. All, all it is is, is plot You device. can blow up anything, but you can't blow up a school. And you know what else, too? In that same Did you breath, see that passive-aggressive eye roll I got? Yes, you did. I saw it. In addition to that, you talk about, like, you want people to make a thing. Well, how do, how do you know that someone doesn't go up there and be like, I'm going to sympathize with the bad guys, and I'm going to go blow up a school. But, you, but that you, is such a... No, but that's you, such you, a... You a backwards way to think about but that. So, like, so is it that they have to see children blow up? It's not that anything. they have to. It's just it's it's hitting. It's it's what's going did on in our world Sons right now. Yeah. No, um, I did. Okay, you did. There is spoiler alert. Turn it off now. In one of the last seasons, there's a thing where a kid shows up to a school with a gun. I almost could not make it through that episode as as a, as, as a parent. And as a grown up, and it's and it's too hard to watch, and it would it would not ruin the movie. I think you you think it would make it good. I think it would ruin it. I could you make it through that scene? No. And that was a TV show. But it's also too it's it's how you film it as well too. Like I'm not talking about showing dismembered children's bodies. No, but, body. you're, but, just but, the but you're, no, your your point your your point the is imagery valid. itself is not something that Disney is going yeah, to risk. Your point when they already valid. have the tension between Tony and Cap just from Tony hating him because his father loved him. Yeah, I mean that Disney. Is all you need. What, your your point your point is true. I'm not I'm not arguing your point. Yeah. Your point is valid. What I'm saying is. 
Disney has nothing to gain from it. It's not and an independent film. Even, it's not Bad Robot. It, Disney has nothing even, to gain from even without it. even without Disney. Marvel Studios would never, never have done that. No, but that and that, but that all that does is just it. Like I get that. I under, I I logically understand why they're not doing it. It doesn't mean I I agree with it because sure. then again, like I pick enough. a different storyline. Then don't then don't pick something that is associated you, you with something that's hard. You still harsh. just don't want it called Civil War. If you're going to if you're going to change a critical plot piece because you do not think it is appropriate for audiences and it will turn people away. Because what's going to happen, too, with the kids that see Civil War, and then now these, these young kids pick up this book and they see the comic strip? Like, they've, covered that. <clears throat> they've covered that by doing Civil War 2. Mm-hmm. Civil War II is already no. What I'm saying is, is they're still future. gonna they're still gonna read it and see they'll find out yeah, but, but, about but, what but, but, it was. But this is parents so again. Parent, I'm not gonna let my kid go pick up Civil. I'm not gonna let my eight year old go pick up Civil War. You're not, but several parents will. Yeah, but there were people that brought their kids to Deadpool, and you yeah. can't and you can't dumb. deal with that. Right? And they're but dumb. So yeah, I'm sure people will. You know, at some point, I'm sure he'll read it. But it it, it all so, boils yeah, down yeah, to and, and like, that's and that's already you know published and in circulation, and it's it's in the more. You know, it's a one-off. It's not part of you know the Iron Man continuity. It's it's Civil War part one. Right. It's oh. a, so and I think to go and to go and pick that up to go and pick that up as a kid, mm-hmm. you're you're just not going to do it because there's going to be novelizations we're, and we're graphic novels and yeah. everything. That's okay. That's okay. I have something to not talk us in circles. Did you? Where did you read Twilight? Yes, I did. Okay. I read all the Twilights. What did you? Regrettably. Think? Hold on. What did you think? Of, did you see all the movies? No. Okay. Spoiler alert again and out there for people. This was a big this was a big problem with Twilight in the last movie. There were a lot of people very upset because the last movie of Twilight, it's all introspective in Becca's in, in Bella's head, right? Everything right. that's happening. So rather than have the entire last scene of this ridiculously long-winded book to watch two people bang, is they took it and they had her her feeling of what could happen shown. Okay, like projected. Projected, or um, what um, Alice is like right. projection. They played it out on the screen, what would happen, and then it zaps back and she goes, this is what would have happened, this is what will happen if you do, if you go continue to make the choices you're making. Makes it huge. So before you start going, this is going to ruin it, I think you have to see it as a whole and bring your feeling about it. And the other example was Sister Lifka back in the day at the Lewis U pointed out the story. Do you know the story of the loaves and the fishes? Yeah. Some people, for them, they have to believe that food multiplied. And that is a mir- that was the miracle. And other people are much better accepting the fact that people overcame selfishness and shared and so people get caught up in the nuances of what is the bigger miracle? Is it that food multiplied out of thin air or that people shared? And what you have to take that whole context out is that it doesn't matter. A miracle was performed. And so that's what I'm saying on this movie is like you might have to take you might have to watch it, take a step back and go. It's did, miracle. No, did they accomplish the point and um, the integrity of it, which they might and they might not. But we can't tell until we get to that point. And that's why I'm willing to get. And I apologize if I'm I misrepresented myself. I think my I'm. I'm okay with this movie. It's right. it's going to be. I'm going to watch it. I will. You don't sound like you're I not will, okay with yeah, it. So will, you're not coming off like that. I will enjoy it. I think I'm. I'm looking at it from more of a anthropological standpoint than a than a business standpoint. Like and especially like with just what's what's going on today. Especially with what happened in Brussels today. Like and that yeah. stuff. Like I find. I find the 
social conscience, like, of this movie and what it could have done, that's what I find interesting. Like, that's what I want to explore and see more of, and that's where my debates come from. Yeah, it's that. I, I, Not I, the franchise and the movie and the accessible to everyone. It's what it's... Yeah. I think that with, you know, the the shadowy government willing to nuke New York and with S.H.I.E.L.D. putting a thousand sniper rifles on three helicarriers and with an entire city being used as a comet that I think they've gotten their, their point across it's that. It's pointing a gun at everybody and... Right, you know, calling it freedom, and and I will and I will kind of and my my opinion of it is like I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I I do really understand where you're coming from on it. We just um, don't agree with you. No, I just I just <laughs> we love you, but we don't. And and the point that I'm going to make, and I'm going to leave it at this, is that I look to Hollywood for entertainment, not social barometer. So I'm not looking to my movies to to give me insight into social political anything. I want to go to certain the types of movies. No. I don't look to Hollywood to give me any kind of social barometer. I want to go and be entertained. Now, if that movie is related to social things, fine, whatever. But I don't, I don't expect Hollywood to, to do that. I don't want Hollywood to do that. I just want to be entertained. You make a point because even then, even the ones that do have social conscience to them, they're always told from a specific point of view and not all points of view. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like we've gotten into a society that. We like you can't trust then like people don't trust the government, people don't trust the news media either. But we trust movies and TV. So now there's the benefit of like or there's the the catalyst of okay, well then TV and film become corrupted or not. But like it's like it's it's why people pay attention to comedians more talking about the political race than they're paying attention to sure. what the actual politicians are sure. saying. Like our views and who we trust is shifting, so it's does that make right. sense? I don't need that in a Marvel movie. <laughs> right. No, I, 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 and I respect I, that. I, I, I agree with your point. I respect that people don't don't want that. But the, the, that's the thing. This is a fantasy movie. Yeah, and like, you know, I just, especially with the way the the first season of Agents of Shield tied into Winter Soldier, just just perfectly with the with the Hydra uprising. It's all at the end of the day, it's it's popcorn and soda. And I think they're going to put out a good flick. Um, I'm curious to see Chris Evans, hopefully without his shirt, all the time, <laughs> the whole movie. There they are. There's those girls. <laughs> yep. like the one them. thing we can agree on: more shirtless Chris Evans. <laughs> okay, shirtless Chris Evans or shirtless Ryan Reynolds? Shirtless Ryan Reynolds. Oh, it's oh. so hard. Oh, oh, I said Ryan Reynolds, but then I want to take it back because um, what's your number? Yeah, oh, but but so beautiful. Ryan Reynolds is funny and hot. So back to the point. So is Chris Evans. Did you see What's Your Number? Yeah, no, but... Oh, that, just, that, that sparked the biggest debate ever is if you had hot, naked Chris Evans on top of you wanting to have sex with you, could you say no? No! Apparently Who would? Apparently there are people out there that could say no. Who the... Delusion. Females. Oh. Straight females. <laughs> Who said no? I will out. tell no. you later. That'll be, that'll be an off the air. That'll be an off the air. Um... Couple more things. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see how this how this whole thing actually plays out. I'm really curious to see why you know Black Widow is on Tony's team. Yeah, like, Tony doesn't particularly care for her. She's had relationships with both Hawkeye and Cap. Uh huh. So it's kind of interesting to see her on the other side of that fence, especially when she has really no love for the government. Right. Considering she dumped all their secrets out into the interwebs. Yep. But that's probably why she hates secrets. So if everyone's registered, they're 
there are no secrets. Yeah, but they haven't, well, I think they these, haven't talked at all about registration. When so does, the Sokovia Accords when does is Ragnarok just holding, come out? Ragnarok is in November. November. Because so, you yeah. have to, I, in, in terms of Black Widow, I think, too, you have to think a couple things. Hulk has disappeared on her. Okay, so she's alone. And she said at the end of Warner Soldier that she needed to figure out who she was, too. Right? Mm-hmm. So she's going through a identity crisis because as much as she had be, she had been this this um, product of her upbringing, you see her breaking further and further away from that, like really coming to terms with that. And you see that in, in the in the second Avengers too. Like her whole admitting like what happens when you when you graduate and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Those things are starting to come out and so like her her self identity has kind of disappeared over the last few movies. She she's confident in some ways, but other ways she she doesn't know where she is and where she stands. Probably because so, they didn't put her in the gift box set. Probably, <laughs> but that could be part of it too. So she's not really, even though she's she's not really loyal to anyone, and that's always mm-hmm. been her thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then all right, the the elephant in the room. I have been. Um, staunchly against the continuation of the Spider-Man series is as film. Um, I am saying this as the guy who owns Ultimate Spider-Man 2 and then 6 through 75. I am saying this as the guy who owns more than 400 individual issues of Amazing Spider-Man and Spectacular Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man and Web of Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man and all the land. It's pretty sweet. I... I am done with Peter Parker on film. I I don't want a third origin story of the same thing in the last one did Spider-Man come out 15 years ago, give or take. Just about, yeah. It was right after 9-11. Yeah. And I am saying this as that guy. I cannot wait to see what they did. Thank you. Yes. I I, yes. I I can't deny the squee that I felt when he backflipped on top of the truck and was just like oh. even even the serial figures, hi hey, everyone. Yep. I, I'm so stoked that it played out exactly how he predicted it on one of our other episodes. That he was gonna come out and well not exactly. I called it pretty close. I said he's gonna either come out and web cap's arm or grab cap shield or something. And it played out like that. I was pretty. I was pretty stoked. I guess Adam made the same prediction. Hashtag I love Adam. Um, <laughs> There's just, a shock. That just reminded me. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, in February they did a list of all 44 Marvel movies ranked best to worst. Uh huh. What would you think number one would be? Best. Best of all Marvel movies. Iron Spider Man. The Avengers. I was gonna say Avengers. Uh, Avengers is number one. Uh, number two was Spider Man. Oh. Which Spider Man? The fuck has to be the... Number two. Two, yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. That's arguable. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I still think Iron Man ranks up there. Iron Man was third. Fair Uh enough. And Captain America should be four. Captain America Winter Winter Soldier Soldier was four. Oh, dude. One was better than two. Followed by the original Spider-Man at number five. (sighs) X-Men 2 at number six. Oh, no. Fuck X-Men 1 at number seven. Wrong. Ant-Man number eight. Okay, okay, so what's the worst? So the worst... Spider-Man 3. Fantastic I thought it was going to be Spider-Man 3, too. Fuck Fantastic Four? Fuck Fox. Yeah, any one of the Fantastic Four. No, Fantastic Four is actually number 38. No, the new, new one? 
Uh, that is number 39. Oh, no, actually, no. The 1994. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, God. 39. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was there was bad. something worse than that. Oh, God. Yeah. Electra was number 40. Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. Fantastic Four, the new one, was 41. Uh-huh. Howard the Duck was 42. Well, that counts, but doesn't. Yeah. The original 1990 Captain America was 43. <laughs> oh, come on, man. And then the last one at 44. Don't you even say, don't you even say Nick Fury played three. Man Thing, 2005, oh. which I never even heard yeah, of. Yeah, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want like, that sounds like a decent list, but I kind of want to filter it. I don't know. It. I kind of like the original Fantastic Four because I did. topless Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Ghost like, Rider was 36. Which oh. one? The second one was decent. Spirit of Vengeance. Dece- that was decent. Silver Surfer was 35. Yeah. Ghost Rider was 34. <laughs> the original. <laughs> There's like twelve. Really there's like there's like twelve of them in a box set that you can buy on DVD for like twenty bucks. Oh Nick Cage, I hate worse than Tom Brady. I take it back. Tom Brady is not the living embodiment of crap of the clap. Nick that Cage. Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage is our greatest American actor. Uh, Nicholas Cage is the worst. And I take again. I, I when's, your, when's your birthday? Oh my God, if you fucking give well, me a Nick Cage there's, anything... There's two, when's your birthday? No, there's two, there's two oh. Nicolas Cages. I hate Nick Cage. But there's two Nicolas Cages. Yes. There's the Nicolas Cage who's a good actor, yeah. and there's Nicolas Cage who plays a bad actor. Oh, come on, Con Air. Drive Angry is Drive Angry. awesome. Oh, yes. That's what Ghost Rider should have yes, been. Yes, it should have been, it should have been just, like, just replaced what? the car with a National bike. National Treasure? Oh. oh. I mean, I like, I like National Treasure, but I hate Nick Cage. And I I'm more like, of a... I'm more of a treasure protector. I like uh, Nick Cage in everything. Uh, the Rock, yes, uh, and oh, Face Off. Yeah, he's just so annoying. I don't know. I just want to punch what? him in the face. He, him, and Tom Brady, like the two people. I just want to slap with a salmon. So if you had to bang one of them, oh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. All right, so we're bang, marry, kill. Nick Cage, Tom Brady, Donald and Trump. Donald Trump. We're going to kill Donald Trump. Yeah, that's I that's inevitable. You, no. I would figure you'd marry Donald Trump. For yeah. I'm marrying Nick Cage and banging Tom Brady. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a periscope for shit. <laughs> kill Donald Trump, that's inevitable. He's a terrible human being and a waste of space. Um, I literally hope someone assassinates him. Um, he's the only person I wish... That he would die. We should do fuck Mary kill every time we have um, I would probably. Oh God, I'd fuck Nick Cage and marry Tom Brady because <laughs> Tom Brady would be on the road all the time, and I'd never have to see him. And I could put a bag over Nick Cage's head, gag him so he doesn't have to talk. I don't want to hear his stupid voice. I, I figure Nick Cage is probably gonna make more money over the I'm long. More run. of a vagina protector, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know so. how Tom Brady would be in. Oh, he'd probably call it deflating it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I can have nice. boyfriends on the side. No one said it had to be a committed marriage. So, Steve, let's go ahead and do this, and let's just hit on it real quick. Steve, Claire, and myself. Summer, I'm unfortunately you can't participate in this. However, I'm gonna eat this cake. However, as what based on what you've seen of Daredevil, there's no spoilers here. We're not going to talk about any spoilers, nothing like that. We just kind of want to geek out about it for a second. How do you feel uh, based on what you've seen of the series? So, Steve, you've seen all of it, right? Yeah. So you saw all of episode, uh, all of season two. Correct. Where what would you give season two? Uh, on a one to ten, zero to ten, uh, zero to ten, uh, eight and a half. Okay. And what did you give season one? Nine and a half. Okay. okay. 
And did you like the new... Well, we can even call them in there. Did you like the portrayal of Punisher and Elektra? Yes. Okay. And um, would you recommend a binge watch? Yes. Okay, Claire. Um, I'm enjoying it very much, so we're at four episodes in. Five. We just finished five. episode five. Five episodes in. Um, very much enjoying it. Um, you talk about, like, a different take of, of, of uh, superhero movies. These are meant to be darker. They're meant to be grittier, and they do the job, especially Daredevil. The choreography in the fight scenes is that super five fucking amazing. That five-minute fight scene is so good. Like, you know, like, we like going to the big yeah. movies and watching See, these I big actually, fights. I actually gave the fight choreography a, a negative on that. It really? It's one of the reasons I dropped it below the first. There's too much, and unfortunately, it, it bleeds into other superhero shows. Like, Arrow is really guilty of this, too. Stop spinning around, and stop spinning your weapons. Just fucking fight. If I see one more goddamn triple somersault, I'm going to throw something at my TV. I don't know. Maybe I haven't been paying enough All the spinning in the license. land. But, I, but I, I like how there's a lot of, like, throw, hit, throw, hit. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's not necessarily... Um, but I really have enjoyed, and I'm I'm not, enjoying it a lot. And I mean, it's, it's masterful choreography. It, it really is. But, like... There's 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 too much. I'm gonna jump in the air and spin around and punch you in the face. I liked it. It was <clears throat> from what I've seen so far. I thought the character like, and I'm just gonna go out there and say straight up, I, and I was I was already predetermined not to like the character that played Punisher. Oh no, he nailed. So, but you know, you know, you know my love of the previous thing he was on. So I was already like very skeptical. Nope, nailed. Um, I found myself today when I was at lunch thinking about as I was taking a leak at lunch. So you were thinking about this guy with your penis in your hands and Thomas Jane. Okay. Um, and I was thinking about Thomas Jane is a beautiful human being. But what I was, I was thinking about is I go, what what I have preferred Thomas Jane in this role. No. And no. I said no. So I feel that he did a very good job. I love the character. I love Daredevil and their and his interaction, and I love the casting of Elektra. I just I think it's very Thomas very, Jane's mm-hmm. best role ever was in Hung. I, yeah, I could I could go for some electric ponchos. Oh yeah, yeah, where he played the male escort, the the giant Wang. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I could go for some electric nachos. Electric nachos. <laughs> electric nachos. Um, yeah, I will. Um, you know, I, I put it out there in the in the podcast peeps as a, I know we give you a lot of shit for you know rolling the tear at stuff, but uh, I was legit brought to tears at one point during Daredevil season two. I agree. I, I, so far, I don't think you're the, the complaints of season one, which was there was too much bad guy story development. I don't feel that yet in this. No, nope. at all. I feel that they're playing bad guys rather than like primary story right although you know from how it's set up from season one to season two i feel i don't feel like their choices in season one were bad at all in regards oh, no, to that no, no, i think no. you had you to had, set up kingpin the you way had you did to, in you had spider-man green goblin you had to get that you yeah. had that's they the came main, out swinging they came out of the fence and just hit fucking all bad oh, guy you know as opposed to like having the main bad guy yeah, show i can't up believe how fast they move in this season like that's that's my other you know, if I if I took out if I took out a point for the the choreography, I took out like another half a point because they're moving so fast that it's just a shock from what they did in the first. Oh yeah, season. there was such a build. And like development. everything in the in the first season was this slow, gritty grind to get to where you're going, and this one is just like giddy up and go. Yeah. Or you were gonna say something, Summer? What were you gonna say? 
It literally has no point other than the fact that it's another Netflix original comic series. But fun fact, did you all know that Jessica Jones, um, in the original comic... Um, yeah. Yeah. First yeah. one ever on comics. First one ever yeah. comics. Yeah. We talked about that in one of our episodes if you've ever listened to the show. Um, I have. Apparently she didn't listen to Only that. I didn't listen to that. No, I Bane. listened to your last one. Uh, the I'm fucking whatever it was, Millennials Part 1 or... I'm just joking. We just okay. dropped a new one today. Thanks yeah. for listening. Apparently you never got around to Part yep. 2. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I was at work making money. Okay, I don't have time to just like sit there and listen to your little podcast all day. I'll get to it when I get to it and you'll well, be I got, grateful. Well, I got time to edit it and post it. I don't know why you can't listen yeah. to it. <laughs> And I listen to it, but nobody asked me. And that's at this point of the show where we'd like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. <laughs> we'd also like to thank and uh, recognize all the other people on the podcast uh, network. Steve? Uh, that would be uh, our flagship, You're Gonna Get a Disease. Um, That Just Happened, starring Rodney and Adam. Our very own Mama Claire and the Veg Dialogues. That's my show! And many of the other one-offs that you can listen to, such as Das Drunks. And we'd like to, again, thank everybody for listening to the show. Thank you so much. I mean, we're, we're well into season two. I think we got our groove back. You know, it was a, it was a long time that we had with the uh, holidays and everything. But, you know, spring's coming around, summer's coming around, and it feels like... Literally. <coughs> <laughs> Clean yourself up. And it, it, it feels like, there. you know, like getting back to season one again, man. It's pretty cool, you know. It's kind of fun how Daredevil one came out when we started. Now we're you know you know season two now. It's it's fun. I'm digging it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of sports to talk about, a lot of adulting one on one. If anybody has any suggestions on things you want to hear us talk about, which you probably don't, because we talk about everything at length and go round and round about it. But it's fun, so deal with it. Like it, yeah. And we're always looking for suggestions for white and nerdy. So I know we didn't get the Florida stories this week. I think we're going to touch on those next week. Because Steve has a really good morsel that's not from Florida that we want to talk about. That's Might from the local. Well <laughs> that's from the local area. So, uh, Steve, why don't you take us out of here? Oh, thanks for listening, everybody. Just remember that haters are going to hate and traitors are going to trait. This has been something, Gate. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. I saw Furry this weekend. Yes, yes.